0: Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Canucks. Today's episode is brought to you by the top 50 NHL players list. Who are this season's top 50 NHL players? Find out on the Locked On NHL podcast when Joe DiBiase, Mike DiStefano, and Rachel Donner reveal the top 50 players as voted on by our local experts across the Locked On NHL network of podcasts, including me. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL podcast on YouTube and turn your notifications on so that you never miss an episode. I am your host of Locked On Canucks, Lachlan Irvin. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, for the first time on YouTube, as well as on uh, in audio form, you can check out our YouTube channel, Locked On Canucks. Uh, go check that out. Make sure you su- hit subscribe. Today, we're going to be spending the entire episode talking about the Olympics, uh, because it was recently announced that the NHL and uh, NHLPA have made have come to an agreement with the IIHF to have the to have NHL players return to the Olympics for the first time since the Sochi 2014 games, and we're going to be talking about which Canucks might make each team, and uh, specific, and in one particular case, uh, whether or not uh, Bo Horvat could make Team Canada, the pro- arguably the biggest question. Out of all of the uh, potential Canuck Olympians, um, so yeah, let's get right into it. The fact uh, is that this is the first time that the Canu- that the that the NHL ha- will have uh, representatives at the Olympics since the Sochi 2014 games. Uh, with them only having missed one, really, but it's been a while. It's been it has been eight years. It doesn't sound like it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it sure has. It it will have been eighteen years by the or sorry eight years by the time we get to uh, the Beijing Games in twenty twenty two. The last time, just to make us all feel old, uh, the last time the Canucks sent uh, the Canucks sent players to the Olympics, they sent eight of them to Sochi. Uh, Those players were uh, Roberto Luongo and Dan Hamhuis to Team Canada. Uh, Daniel Sidine, Henrik Sidine and Alex Edler went uh, played for Sweden. Ryan Kessler played for the States, Yannick Weber for Switzerland and Ronnie Kennens, what a talk about uh talk about a a deep cut there playing for Latvia. He actually might play on the Latvian team this time around too, but uh, of course he is no longer a member of the Canucks. Now, the Canucks have despite last what last season told us about the Vancouver Canucks there are some possibilities. Uh, there are plenty of options, and including some locks of players who are very likely going to make this team and are very likely to uh, suit up for their for their countries in Beijing in February. So we're going to spend some time today talking about which players are most likely to make their teams. Uh, which ones are maybe on the outside looking in. And then, of course, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to talk about Bo Horvat's case to make Team Canada and whether or not he has one, because that would that will arguably be the most contentious out of all the potential which Canucks could make it or not. Um, so let's start. Let's start with some of the more the the guarantees. Let's start with some of the guaranteed players. Uh, start. Let's start with Slovakia, and the reason we're starting with Slovakia is because this is a very easy pick to make the Canucks actually do have one, uh, and have a Slovakian who could make the, the his Olympic team. And that's Yarho Halak. That's right. The one B goaltender. He is the, uh, he is, uh, one of the, I believe the only Slovakian goaltender still cu- currently in the NHL, like, or, or at least playing regular minutes in the NHL. So the odds on him making the Slovakian team, uh, are pretty good. So we're going to put him in as the lock and the fr- and one of two goaltenders who, for the, from the Canucks who are going to likely be suiting up for their uh, for their respective nat- nations come February. Um, let's move and le- from here, let's roll into to Sweden. Uh, the other, uh, this was probably the one you expected us to start on here. Um, obviously, with Team Sweden, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Elias Pettersson will be one of the key members of the Swedish uh, national team. This year, Uh, it's pretty wild to think about the last time that there was an international like a major international competition that NHL players were involved with that would have been the 2016 World Cup of Hockey and a lot of players. From that team, it's it, it will it'll have been six years since that tournament. Again, another just making it feel old and making time feel like it's gone by so quickly. Um, that Swedish team was made up of a lot of older players that are not going to necessarily going to be part of the group this time around. Specifically, a few Canucks, including. Daniel Henrik Sedin and uh, Louis Eriksson was also on that World Cup team. Remember that? Remember those days? Oh, that's right. We talked about Louis Eriksson in the last episode. So you might actually remember that. Um, But now players like them are gone. Well, Louis Eriksson is still in the NHL. I don't think he's making the team Sweden this time around. You're going to see them go for a lot from a a much younger team this time around than they would have in years past. And Elias Pettersson is going to be a big part of that. He is one of the best young Swedes in. NHL, He's one of the uh, premier centers in the NHL right now. I mean, he made uh, the top 30 in the Locked On NHL uh, top 50 players uh, list, uh, which I talked about uh, in a video on our YouTube channel as well. Um, But he is, when he's playing at his best and as he gets better, he's going to, I mentioned in that video, he's going to be a top 15 player in this league, in my opinion. And that starts here. That starts with the fact that, uh, uh, barring unforeseen circumstances, uh, knock on wood, he, he will be a huge, crucial member of the Swedish, uh, of the Swedish national team. Now there are a couple options of other players who could make that Swedish team. These guys aren't necessarily a guarantee to make the team, but they have their, the odds are, I let's make the case for them, shall we? Uh, Oliver Ekman Larson is one of them. He is a, he is a one of the players who was on the last World Cup team, and I believe he also played on that Olympic team in Sochi. Um, obviously Ekman Larsen's numbers have fallen off a bit since the last since he last suited up for Sweden. Uh, I'm sure he's played at a couple of world hockey champion world championships in that time, uh, in the in recent memory, uh for sure. Uh, but he is if he get if he's getting in, it's gonna be one of the late picks, and I think he will get in. Most likely, but it's going to be more of a legacy pick. If you catch my drift here, this is not a pick necessarily because he's still one of the top eight best Swedish defensemen. There have been a lot of younger guy, a lot of guys coming through the system that I think could probably take his spot, but I think the veteran presence will get him, will get him, uh, land him on that team as like the seventh or eighth guy, maybe, maybe even the third pairing. He might just start as, he might be a captain for all we know. Um, but right now I think he's on the outside looking in. I do think his odds are pretty good where it gets a little bit tougher is to talk, is talking about Nils Hoaglander. I think Hoaglander deserves a fair case, has a fair case to make the the Swedish team of obviously Sweden's best attribute besides in goal is probably is, is their scoring and their offense. And looking at someone like the projection specifically, like from the athletic who did a great job, uh uh, projecting who they think is going to be on team Sweden. There is a lot of depth there at forward, but I think if Nils Hoaglander has a good enough year, I think he can make a very good case that say he could make it over say Patrick Hornquist or, uh, Michael Backlund or Callie Yarncrow. I think those are guys who are very good. Uh, but Hoaglander last year had a great season for the Canucks and I think he brings a he brings not only a scoring touch and an, and a playmaking in sk- playmaking skill he brings youth he brings speed he brings energy and a uh, a little bit of tenacity a little bit of that uh um, offensive of that uh, trying to get under the other team's skin ability that say, a Patrick Hornquist is usually relied upon in international tournaments for Sweden. But uh, he's getting a little older. You can go with the younger guy in Hoaglander. Maybe he's got a shot there. i I think again, I think with Hoaglander, especially, his chances are pretty slim. But if he has a good showing in the NHL, like to start the year with the Canucks this year, there's no tell. there's no doubt in my mind that he could uh, be a surprise pick and end up on that, uh, in that, on that roster in February, he's got time, he's got runway, he could do it. I absolutely think it is in his wheelhouse to make that team. Let's go over to Russia now, uh, talking about, there's only one player who could make this team. And again, it's another case of a, uh, he's, it's a long shot because specifically due to the fact that he has not played a single NHL game yet. We don't even know if he's going to make, the Canucks right out of training camp. I think the odds are good, but this is a guy who, again, if he shows well that in the early parts of the season could make the team facility, Bud goals why not? The Russians are, have plenty of NHL players to choose from. They have plenty of of, of good NHL options to choose from. The Russians are also, uh, it's well known that the Russians like to pick a few guys from the KHL as well. Uh, because they want to show some, uh, a little, they, they often show a little bit of favoritism towards the players that have gone through the KHL programs and everything and are playing currently in the NA, the KHL over say maybe a, um, a replacement level NHL player. Uh, so you might see some weird picks here and there, but, and facility, but goals in would be kind of in that weird spot considering I, I, I don't, I don't, don't quote me on this, but I don't believe his time with, uh. CKSA Moscow ended particularly like in on particularly good terms, specifically just because they wanted to keep him so badly. And the Canucks were like, nope, we're going to take him. Uh Podkolson's chances of making the Russian team uh, are very, are low. But I, again, he's a young, he's a young kid. He's a rookie. They don't have a lot of uh, young guns who are necessarily going to make the team outside of say, Krill Kaprizov. And even Kaprizov is in his mid twenties. Uh, Podkolzin's a much younger guy. I think, I think you're very much, uh, it's very possible that Podkolzin with a good showing, uh, with the Canucks, if he makes the Canucks, he could be one of those last guys who gets picked for Team Russia. It is totally, uh, it is totally possible, especially if he's given the opportunities and played, uh, and played a lot and plays a lot of minutes in the early going, uh, with the Canucks, uh, under Travis Green. I think it's entirely possible that he does make it. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about the U.S. team uh, because there's a lot of U.S. team uh, U.S. players available, and then we're going to get into uh, as well. We're going to get into Bo Horvat's case to make Team Canada. So stay tuned for that. Today's episode of Locked On Canucks is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo by making a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance until now introducing stat hero it's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach here's how it works stat hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them it's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup you name the stakes winner take all you have the advantage stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time no one else does that you're in total control stat hero is daily fantasy sports the way it was meant to be one-on-one Play Stat Hero now and change the odds by going to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of just by going to sl- stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Moving on over to Team USA, where the Canucks have a lot of options, uh, a lot of potential Olympians at their disposal, which is so weird because the Canucks weren't ever really a massive, ever had a massive glut of American talent. There have been lots of Canadian players who have come through. There have been Swedish, lots of sweet, plenty of Swedish players who have come through. There have never been a lot of Americans who, of big name Americans who played for the Canucks until now, and there are plenty of available names here that we can go off of who could make Team USA right out of the gate here. Let's start with the ones that are gar- almost a guarantee or as close to a guarantee as you can get right now, starting with Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes is one of the best young players in uh, in the American system. He has been a rock for the Canucks over the last few years. There is no doubt in my mind that he's going to be part of that U- that USA team. They'd be crazy to leave him off. Uh, he is a he's a he's a scorer. He brings a bit. He brings a an offensive talent that they that they you that particularly the American defense has net is does not really have at the moment. They have some guys who can definitely put the puck in the net, but. A lot of their guys are more, along, are, play a little bit more of a of a hard hitting, hard nosed style of hockey, and that's kind of the teams that the Americans usually build for these international competitions. So having Quinn Hughes available to them uh, will become a big edge when it comes to especially the power play and being able to get uh, offensive comp- contributions from their blue line. So Quinn Hughes is definitely going to make it. Um, another guy who's almost guaranteed to make it: Thatcher, Demko, and Net. Uh, obviously the, uh, Americans have a couple good goaltending pro- guys to choose from guys like Connor Hellebuck and John Gibson are almost guarantees to make the team in their own right. Thatcher Demko is, is easily the, the third best American goaltender right now. There is, n- there are some names out there, but right now Demko is one of the bright young goalies in the NHL. He showed last year that he can play at this level. Maybe Alex Nadelkovich makes a push if he has a good enough year with the Red Wings, but I think it's almost a guarantee that Demko is going to be the number three guy going into uh going into Beijing uh 2022 for sure now let's get into the kind of the um uh the potential the guys on the bubble the outs definitely who you could see making this team but are not necessarily a guarantee um this is and this is where it gets interesting I have a little bit of 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 some I have some thoughts particularly when it comes to the forward uh forward group. Uh one name that I've seen na- mentioned out there uh Daily Hive I believe mentioned uh this this player as a potential option Connor Garland. I'm not going to spend too much time on Connor Garland. I think he ha- I think he's a very good player. Uh I don't know if he if he's necessarily a gar- he's not a guarantee to make the team. I think if they prioritize a scoring ability with the uh with the chippy kind of uh getting into the corner style play that the Americans usually prioritize I think Connor Garland could be a, a decent fit there I just don't know if it's a, if it's for sure that he's going to make it there um where it's more interesting is when we get into uh the other two winger potential potential winger options I've seen quite a few uh projected lineups that have included JT Miller which I found kind of surprising not because I don't think JT Miller is a very good player I just didn't think he was so good that it was going to warrant Olympic attention which is so it's been surprising to see so many teams uh having Miller on that roster what made it all the more surprising was I also saw a lot of teams that had JT Miller on the team but didn't have Brock Besser which I think is prob. which this might, I guess this is a hot take because I'm seeing this a lot, but I don't see how JT Miller makes the team over Brock Besser. That that seems weird to me. I know Miller has a little bit more of a playmaking ability that they might find more interesting than say Brock Besser's scoring touch, but Besser was the best player on the Canucks last year. Um, Miller definitely had his moments and played very well. But I don't think he was, I, I think Besser was the the play driver for a lot of, at a lot of points last season, particularly when Elias Petterson was out of the lineup. I think it's very weird that a lot of people are choosing to put a JT Miller on Team USA over a Brock Besser. I would argue that Besser's chances and odds of making the Olympic team are, mu- are better than JT Miller. And I think that if the Americans build their team properly, he's... Besser should be on the team. I think Besser is the player that should be there. I, if maybe JT Miller can make it too, I, it's, it's entirely possible. I don't, I, I just find it, I would find it very strange if Miller made it over Besser. I think they'd be missing on a key player if they chose to take Besser, if they chose to take Miller and not Besser, excuse me. I think Brock is the better of the two players. And I think, I think it's possible they both make it, but, uh, I would be very surprised to see Brock Besser off of Team USA. He is a bonafide scorer. He's going to be a huge, he would be a huge part of the the power play and uh, putting scoring and being able to match Canada toe for toe, particularly in the speed department. Uh, you know he's you know someone's going to get matched up against Connor McDavid. You need quick feet. Besser's got that. He's a little bit he struggles a little bit in his own end, uh, but I don't see why he. I would be su- I'd be stunned to see him off Team USA. Uh, especially in favor of JT Miller. JT Miller is very good. Don't get me wrong. This is not a knock against JT Miller. Uh, I think he is a very good player and could also very well make the Olympic team. I would just be surprised to see Brock not make the team, but JT Miller does make would make it over him. Um, when we come back, we're gonna talk about uh Bo Horvat's case to make Team Canada. This is the the last the last Canuck player to talk about before we get before we go. So don't go anywhere. You know we might not be making the olympic teams for hockey anytime soon but we can sure eat like one especially when it comes to snacking healthy and that's where built bar comes in built bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and they have so many great flavors for you to try things like coconut mint brownie salted caramel double chocolate and orange and if you haven't tried any of their flavors you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of their nine flavors not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too, ranging from 130 to 180 calories per bar, and only four to five grams of sugar per bar. If you order today, you can even get their limited time grasshopper cookie or raspberry, whatever you like. Built Bar is even the official protein bar of the US track and field team, just for that Olympic edge. Just go to Bilt.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And finally tonight, we turn our attention to Team Canada, specifically uh Bo Horvat's case to make the Canadian Olympic team. This has been a bit of a contentious subject on social media when it comes to the Canucks of late because there is there are definitely there's two camps to this situation. One is that one is people that believe that Bo Horvat is a very good underrated player who should make the Olympic who should absolutely be on the Canadian Olympic team and then there's the other side of people who are a little bit more uh re I don't know if realistic is the right word but just uh is in the camp of Bohorvat cannot is gonna have a very hard time making Team Canada so let's talk about this right now let's let's start with the obvious fact that Team Canada is the deepest team in international hockey. And that's not news to anybody. They are very clearly, uh, the team that has the most credible weapons at their disposal. I mean, we're talking about a team that's going to have Sidney Crosby and Steven Stamkos, uh, or maybe not even Steven Stamkos playing on the second line minutes, uh, or over say a Connor McDavid, which would be you know, which Connor, which is, I mean, imagine any team being able to be like, yeah, we got Crosby playing line two and Connor and with Connor McDavid on line one, just lethal. And there are just so many players of which that are going to are specifically centers that are going to make this team and probably end up playing on the wing uh, rather than uh, playing their natural position where, and Bo Horvat hasn't played wing in a long time. Now, it's easy to transition from being a center to a wing. That's not an entire, that's not a hard necessarily a difficult task uh, to, 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 to make happen. But there are so many players at team Canada's disposal uh, that it is a little bit hard to imagine Bo making team Canada. He is a very good player. I think he is has a a decent shot to make it like, or I shouldn't, I shouldn't even say decent shot. I feel like it, his odds are slim, but not for lack of skill. He is a very good player. He is, he, it has incredible playmaking skills and the, his youth, youth is on his side. It is possible that he makes the team uh, to play on either that third or fourth line. If they feel he can play a little bit of a defensive role, if maybe they want, if they think he can kill penalties, which is something he hasn't done in Vancouver a lot. So that would be, uh, surprising. Where Whereas, when you, especially when you compare them to guys who are also on the outside looking in, guys like Sean Couturier and Ryan O'Reilly, who are very good at, in their own end, and are often lauded for their ability to play, for their defensive skill, which Canada does need. They can put the puck in the net, and they can play well in their own end of the ice. Bo is very good in his own end, but he is not, say, a selkie candidate the way that Couturier and O'Reilly are on a yearly basis. So, and those are the players who he's going to have to step over to make it in. I think it's not, it's not going to be easy for him to do that unless he gets opportunities to play in a different role for, for uh, the Canucks this year, uh, particularly with the fact that they are going to have a little bit more scoring at their disposal. He he might get some different opportunities that he might not have been uh, able to have to, to get uh, in say last season, uh, particularly when it comes to the penalty kill. But I don't, I don't, I don't see him making Team Canada right now. I would love to see him play for Team Canada. I just think, r- being realistic about things, I think his odds of making it in are very low. And but if he does, it would be a testament to just how hard a work, how hardworking Bo is. He is a very good leader. He is a um, he he is he his work ethic is incredible. He is a player that can turn a lo- like a nothing uh, shift into something and make something happen, whether that's a goal, a goal or a penalty or just setting up something on the power play. He is very good at taking something that doesn't look dangerous and making it dangerous very quick for the opponents. So if those things, those things could very well play and in- play out for him where he just puts in the work and ends up making team Canada on his work ethic alone. I just think his odds, if we're looking at it realistically, Bo Horvat is definitely on the outside looking in when it comes to Team Canada. And with that, this Labor Day edition of Locked on Canucks is over. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Locked on Bets. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow well, the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Lachlan Irvin. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to uh, like and subscribe, uh, especially if you're checking out the YouTube channel for the very first time. Make sure to hit that bell if your uh, podcast app uh, has notification to turn on notifications. So whenever a new episode comes out, we do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday right now until we get up to the regular season when we'll start doing Monday to Friday. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at lock in the crease. You can also follow the show at on Twitter at locked on Canucks. And with that, thank you so much for listening. This has been locked on Canucks, and we will see you next time. Bye.